Welcome to The Dad Presents. Make sure you're following the show wherever you're listening. And wherever you are out in the world, spread that love and liberty. Let's go. Thank you guys for checking in with The Dad Presents today. Wherever you're listening, make sure you're subscribed. Please share the show with a friend. Tell your mama to watch. Now, look, guys, as of today, the CDC is now adding the mRNA vaccine to its vaccination schedule for your kids. Forcing experimental medicine on children is unethical and unforgivable. Uh, And I promise you guys next week, we're going to do a whole episode about that. I got a couple doctors coming in, but today we're doing something different. All right. No parenting, no COVID doctors, no school talk, no politics, no economics. Today, we're talking music. We're talking music with a man who is not only a talented musician, but he's also like a living, walking encyclopedia of musical information and trivia. Now, some of you are going to love this show and you're going to want more of it. So soak it in. Some of you, it's not really going to be your thing. That's okay. Just come back next week when we're trashing government and fighting for our children once again. So right now, I want to introduce to you our guest, Mr. Todd Santos. He's a musician. He wrote and recorded the intro music for this show that you hear every week and that you love. That's his song. He also wrote and recorded the intro music for his own reality show back in the early 2000s called Todd TV on FX. I'm sure we'll probably talk about that. Now, since being the star of his own reality show, he spent his days traveling the states, chasing down artists all over the country to create the most comprehensive and incredible rock trivia book that I've seen. It's an awesome book. I got it right here. If you're watching, I got it right here. It's called Rock and Roll Crosswords. And if you love music or you love puzzles, you're going to dig this book. So go get it on Amazon. Um, In the interest of full disclosure, Todd Santos was also my roommate. We lived in a bachelor's paradise in Hermosa Beach from like, I don't know, like 2002 to 2005. And we had amazing times, incredible times, some of the most fun times of my life. Uh, Most of the things that happened in that house we probably can't talk about on this show. Some of them we can, like the day he knocked on my bedroom door at 3 a.m. and I reluctantly opened it up to find Mark Cuban staring back at me. Or the evening I met the bride, the, the woman of my life who gave me two beautiful Filipino babies. He was there, and he talked me out of being an asshole and punching some guy in the face who was giving them a hard time. I probably never would have seen her again. There'd be no babies. There probably wouldn't be the dad presents. So I owe Todd Santos a debt of gratitude for that. Todd, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. And uh, that was a great intro. (laughs) Well, I mean, you you deserve it, buddy. Thank you. Um, So I I just want to start with uh, one question, because you, you love music more than anyone I've ever met in my life. I've met a lot of people. I used to really think I was a music lover up until I met you. Then you just, you blow everybody out of the water with your love of music. I want to know where that originates from. Why do you love music so much? How did it start? Well, I think, I think I'm naturally wired for it to begin with. However, um, growing up, my mother had a pretty mean record collection and some of the first memories of my life are listening to those albums and singing Meatloaf with my mother and my sister, you know, commuting somewhere because we all knew all the words. They were talking Bad Out of Hell, that one? Of course, Bad Out of Hell, yeah. And uh, they would do the girl parts of the, you know, the Paradise by the Dashboard. I'd do the guy parts. I mean, that goes back to, I mean, I was probably like four years old at that time or something, whatever it was. And, and um, so my dad, they were divorced when I was five and my dad saw me on weekends and my dad was very generous with um, letting me buy tapes and what I wanted. And, and another thing, I gotta, I, I gotta give props to Boston Radio. 
because I grew up with two great, great rock and roll stations, WAAF and WBCN, which I, I think are both defunct now. Um, so I grew up in a good area. Uh, parents helped a lot. My dad would even, in sixth grade, there was a period of time where I was trading, <laughs> buying magazines and tr- cutting out the pictures and trading like, oh, here's your kiss for my poison picture. And and my dad, I remember my dad buying me not only one magazine to cut up, but another one to keep in pristine condition. So I look back at that thinking, God, this guy had every right to say, Todd, I'm buying you one magazine. I'm not buying two of the same magazine. That's that's an insane person. Anyways, um, so <laughs> my parents gave me a lot of support. My dad took me to my first concert, which was Twisted Sister opening up for Dio. And I remember just oh, wow. looking at, you know, seeing, you know, everybody knows I want to rock. Didn't everybody think back then, I remember as a kid, everybody thought Dio was satanic. Your parents took you to this satanic Dio concert? You know, and this is, and I'm sure this is going to come out a little here, my music knowledge and, and memories and stuff like that. But, you, you know, believe it or not, Dio died in, I want to say 2010. I, I cried. I cried when Dio died. I want a song called, I want to write a song called I Cried When Dio Died. It's on my, <laughs> it's on my agenda. But, uh, I did. And uh, the people, there were actually, there was a group, you can look, find, find it on YouTube. There's a, there was a group that was protesting his funeral at the, at the Hollywood cemetery. Just people, it's like, I mean, if that's not the most awful thing you can do, I mean, people still like all those years later when that whole craze of like satanic music and, wow. and of course, you know, about the Judas priest case, how they didn't prove yeah. that there was no subliminal messages, you know, they made, yeah, this, of course. Um, so um, that's just horrible. But yeah, Dio was my first concert. I remember my dad holding his fist up in the air. Uh, you know, I want to rock, 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 <laughs> rock. You know, the audience had to do to rock. <laughs> yeah. so, so that was one of the, the great memories of, of my dad, period. Um, but yeah, yeah. Then in uh, sixth grade, there was a student sat next to me. And uh, he's like, yeah, so I was at my guitar lesson the other day. And I turned to him. I was like, you take guitar lessons? So I could like my whole world changed. Like I could take guitar lessons. You know? <laughs> What's the name you teach? What's the phone number you teach? And I took guitar. So I never turned back from there. I wrote my first song and ended up being in college called I feel good today. Of course, that's what you call your first song. And, uh, and actually got some, got some, uh, got some traction around a group of friends of mine. And uh, I never looked back on songwriting. So then right around what I was about 30 ish, young thirties, I had a friend who wrote nautical crossword puzzles, believe it or not. And he was a nautical journalist. And, uh, and I remember thinking of the same thing with guitar. Like if he's writing nautical crossword puzzles and I know a lot about music, you know, what's keeping me from writing rock and roll crosswords. Sure. So I I sat down and I never stopped. And there's been times when, I mean, just editing this book, which we'll show you in a second, um, just, just editing the book took me a year and a half. So I, yeah. like when you said it's the most comprehensive music trivia book, it is to my knowledge that's ever existed because it has over 4,000, excuse me, 3,000 music trivia clues, a.k.a. questions. So I don't know of another book that's ever been written that has 4,000. I know there's supposed to be some other good music trivia books out there, but I've never seen something with with uh, so much overwhelming, you know, fact after fact after fact. Because, I mean, if you look, here you go. I mean... Every single one of these questions is, or clues, is music-based. So I'm the first person to ever do, if you see that grid, that's called a grid. That's, a, that's called a New York Times-style grid. So in other words, legit. And this is all music. So nobody's ever done that before. And I might as well show you the book right now. Here, here's what this all came down to, is rock and roll crosswords right there. 
Right okay, on. So, so you'll see on on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. If you see, um, see, this is the color version, as you can see. Yeah. So you you yeah. you have tons of pictures in this book. So you've obviously you've been chasing these bands down, like going to see them all over the place, trying to get pictures and whatnot. There has to be some cool stories from the road of you, like trying to get backstage or um, you know trying to get past the gatekeepers to get these pictures. How 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 do you navigate that? Um, well, I'll give you one trick of the trade is it's always easier to meet somebody before the show than it is after the show, as you can, as, as you can imagine. Yeah. I Um, wouldn't imagine that. Why, why is it easier before the show there? I would be, think there'd be like in a protective bubble, getting ready to go perform meditating or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even more so now that the bubble they're in now is called, uh, meet and greets that's the bubble they're in now because everybody as we know we don't buy cds anymore we stream stuff artists uh, aren't getting paid as much anymore which is all unfortunate uh, it's just the way it is though and uh so artists so they're uh, doing meet and greets for autographs so you get to meet them that way yeah yeah i usually okay. see mid-range i usually see mid-range artists i i go to um arena shows stadium shows very rarely they're usually club type venue shows so artists at that level I mean, you can't, how can you blame them? They have to charge that 125 bucks for meet and greets. They have to yeah. charge 175 bucks for meet and greets. I mean, even yeah. famous, even famous ones like Kiss did something, not Kiss the band, the Kiss's offspring, like all the former members of Kiss did one. And they were like five, four to $600 for a meet and greet. Sure. And it was, and it was, and, you, and your picture was like 10 feet in front of them because of the COVID, whatever. Right. You're sitting at a table <laughs> 10 feet behind you. You're like, ah, I just spent to yeah. 600, 600 bucks for that. Right. It's like when you go hunting and you get a boar and you, you try to position yourself or position the boar way ahead of you and you're, you're behind it. So it makes the animal look a lot larger or when and, you're fishing and you hold the picture, you hold the fish out in front of you to, for perspective. Yeah, that's so, you with kiss. So the fans yeah. of the boar and the fish. Yeah. I've never thought about that. Before. <laughs> well, that's, that's a strategy that fishermen take when they get a fish, they hold it way out in front of them. When you take, the I get it. I get it. Like I've never, yeah. I've never thought about it in my life though. Well, know? I didn't know about it until I started hunting and fishing either, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's important to do. Otherwise it looks like you got a little fish. And um, you, yeah, you I, I'm onto something here. Yeah. I, okay, I know. Can, with, let, me, let me show you real quick. The, uh, the black and white, this is the black and white version too. So you can see what I would recommend is if someone's getting the book on Amazon, if you just want to do the puzzles, just get the uh, it because the, the black and white's $14.88. The color version I would get for a gift, it just looks nicer. For his, let me show you another color, pick. it just looks nicer. Um, as, as a gift, um, printing prices, which you know, I never knew anything about this stuff, but there it's more than double to do color. So I, I, I even make less money on the color, so but I just I just, I would say the color for a gift, the black and white, if you just want to rock puzzles. Yeah. Um, you, you, you talked earlier about the, how musicians make less that started because of streaming. Um, you know, that, so there, people aren't buying CDs anymore, which is a shame. I, I, I have, I have books of CDs. I had, I gave them to the library for a public write-off, but I had probably 5,000 CDs in books that I just took to the library gave them away because you could write that off your taxes because nobody who's going to play cds anymore unless you're like a collector like you know some people collect records or cds or whatever so nobody's buying them so musicians make very little from the streaming they're making most of their money uh through touring and t-shirts and whatnot and then when COVID hit i remember we had g love on at that time and he he started giving freaking guitar lessons on instagram for a hundred bucks you could get a lesson from g love for a hundred bucks because these artists had no way 
to make money. And I don't think they've really even come out of that. So you talk about these meet and greets. Uh, my son Keller, his favorite band is Our Lady Peace. That's probably my fault. I used to play it for him all the time when he was little. Yeah, I know you like Our Lady Peace. And, and yeah. at the time I got the point from the rain from the stage that bothered yeah, you so much. That, that was at the historic what which which venue was that? That was at the Viper Room. When the I Viper when Room I pointed yes. him and he pointed back to me from stage while he was singing this long note, and you were so upset. <laughs> I, well, I was a little jealous. I was a little jealous because he was my favorite, not yours. I know, but yeah, I that, know. That happens. But I, 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 I can one up that now because he's been on the show. Number you one, can. but but number two, I think it's would, because I think it was because I got the point that night and you didn't. That's why he came on your show all those years later. Possibly, possibly, yeah. Why well, I, I chased him down hard too, but yeah. it artists are more accessible now because they have to do more to make money, like the money it used to just pour in from the record labels and whatnot. Now they got to work for their money. So it's, it's kind of good. It's kind of bad. Um, it's Spotify. I love it as a consumer of music. Cause there's just so much at your fingertips. You can discover so much so fast. Um, and I think it for the up and coming artists, it's gotta be nice, but for the people who are used to, to making billions or millions of dollars selling their records, that's not happening. Uh, yeah, it's not. And it's, it is sad in that, in that case, so basically the only thing, if you're a true music fan and you really do care about the artists, I would just suggest to anybody listening to this, go to their show when they come to your town. Make that effort. Don't be lazy about it. Go to their show. Buy that T-shirt. Because I mean, I even think about the profit margin. Okay, the band's getting a decent profit margin. It's just a T-shirt. I'm paying however many dollars for it, you know, and I, I just support people that way because I'll be honest, I don't, you know, I don't, I only have a CD player in my car. I don't even have a CD player in my house, you know. So I'm not buying CDs just as much as this person's and buying CDs anymore. So, I mean, that's how I support my artists. I just go to as many shows as I, as po- I possibly can. I wait backstage with this book, hoping to get, I mean, I had, God, there was, there's been pictures of me with Hall and Oates. I waited be- uh, behind the Hollywood Bowl for him. And there was one picture of. Well, that's home. a big venue. How'd you, how'd you get, I mean, Hollywood Bowl is pretty big. How, how do you get back there? You just keep on wrapping yourself around the building itself until you see like a place where other people, I mean, I didn't inherently know that information, but you know, there was a group, small group of other people and then you got to wait. Okay. That's another thing. The, the, the main thing with me getting all these pictures as a fan is that I, I usually have to fly solo. Cause if I want to bring a friend to a show or a lady friend or whatever for a date or whatever, I have to go there. I have to be like, yeah, you don't mind arriving five hours early, do you? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I kind of do arrive. <laughs> mind that because that's the best time because after the show, back to that, how it's easier to meet him before the show. After the show, it's, you know, it's a mob scene and the people, they don't have to be there anymore. They right. can they can be on the road to the next gig right then. There's, they're not making any money from the time they play their last note, but they have to do a sound check. They have to, you know, they have to get there and there's, a thousand less people trying to get their autograph. Yeah. Expressvpn.com slash the dad. Look guys, the FBI and NSA, they're tracking you, man. If you're a parent and you use the word Liberty or Patriot in your bio on Twitter or whatever, or you talk about it on Facebook, guess what? They're spending money to track your web activity. Last year alone, 4 million Americans were tracked. That data recently came out. 4 million Americans were spied on by the FBI and they're not going after the lefties. So protect yourself and protect your family with a VPN blocker from expressvpn.com slash the dad. There's just no reason to not do this at this point. You get 
three free months. If you don't like it by the fourth month, you cancel. Cancel by month four, you never pay for it. So try it out, expressvpn.com slash the dad. Protect yourself, protect your privacy, protect your family. Our second sponsor is zstacklife.com slash the dad. Guys, COVID's still here. Still here. People aren't dying from it, but you don't want to get it. I had it. It's no fun. Flu season's coming back around. Get your body right and ready and healthy. Exercise. Eat right and get all the vitamins you need for a strong immune system in one dose from Z-Stack Life, which was created by the great Dr. Zelenko, who is one of the first brave doctors to stand up and fight against the COVID regime. Go to ZStackLife.com slash dad, get 15% off, get your body right. Let's get back into the show. up in hollywood disturbed remember disturbed yeah and and i i badly wanted to uh meet the guy don't don't know why at that time i was really into disturbed badly wanted to meet him and i I snuck my way into the back where the bus is aaron lewis that's his name is that his name aaron lewis no that's stained stained who's disturbed the guy goes oh ah ah that guy. I, I anyway, I, you know, you know the one I'm talking about. Noticed, yeah, I, yeah I, and I, one I, person I don't know. You just found <laughs> me there. I've never listened to Disturbed. Oh, but did I? Know I? Who they are. Yeah. yeah, I know. I do know that they their most famous song is a uh, "Down is with the Sickness." Si- sound of Silence. Is it Sounds of Silence? That's that's another song they do. That yeah, that's more recent. Yeah. Okay. 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 I don't know. Then I, I just know that Simon and Garfunkel cover. Yeah. But anyways, anyway. Go on. No, I, I got backstage or I got back to where the buses were. I talked my way into it, which I don't know how I did it. That's not a, a type of thing I normally do, but I did it. And I got on the bus and I find the guy with my ex-girlfriend who I didn't know was at the show on the bus with him. Like talk about coincidences. The ex-girlfriend that's being <laughs> the ex-girlfriend that, that you the, the ex-girlfriend yeah, yeah. that, you know, yeah, not a, not a story fit should, for this we, show. But. No, no, we, we shouldn't tell that story. But but we but honestly, we, not the whole story. I'm not going to tell the whole story. I do want you listeners to hear this, though, because this is absolutely it really is to this day. I think it's just absolutely unbelievable. You answered in that we became roommates from you answering that on Craigslist. Answered it at on Craigslist. Okay, and Craigslist. I came roller rollerblading by the house on the strand. You lived on the strand in Hermosa Beach on the strand. Yeah. 20 the strand forever. I had just bought a yacht. I, I've never been on a yacht, but I just bought a yacht because I wanted to live on the water and I couldn't afford an apartment on the water, but I could afford to buy and finance a boat. So I just bought a boat to live on the water. I see your ad. I rollerblade by, because in this at this stage in my life, I'm big into rollerblading. This is okay. what, like- we, we all have a rollerblading moment here and there. Yeah, I, I come by, you're, you're doing, you're interviewing people for being roommate. I wowed you because I'm a super cool guy. You chose me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I promised to buy a hot tub or something, which never materialized. <laughs> Oh my God, that's right. You said you were going to buy us a hot tub. That's right. I, which I, which I reneged on. I, I, all my buddy, all my money was in a boat. I couldn't, I couldn't buy a hot tub. Uh, so, so I put immediately put the boat back up for sale. I lost a little bit in that exchange. I had a fiance at the time. Uh, you can take it from there. Okay. Okay. So I was working in Manhattan beach 
And one other, she was hot. I mean, she was she was really hot. I got to give you props for myself also because she slips me her number before she leaves the restaurant. And I never had such a hot girl slip me her number. I was like, this is weird. And so I call her or whatever. And we went on a date. Nothing happened. And I never saw her again. Um, but then you said, oh, do you know this girl, Amanda? I'm like, Matt, how am I supposed to know a girl named Amanda in Los Angeles? <laughs> <laughs> and about a week later, you can't, I came in the house and you had this look on your face and I'll never forget. And you're like, Amanda so-and-so, whatever her name was. And he's, he, you're, you're like, you went on a date with her. I was like, that Amanda? Yeah. <laughs> and to this day, I think, I know she stalked you. There's no other way she could have known we were roommates. Because she, she was like, I'm your roommates with Todd now. Right. But but what you're leaving you. out is she was my fiance. We had split up. The next guy she went out with was you but that she didn't like plan that i had not yet met you she met you before me she's you're the next guy she went out with and then i moved in with you and then we this whole mystery came apart which the odds of that are astronomical they they, it's almost impossible it would have made a little sense if we were all three of us living in hermosa beach but you you were coming from marina weren't you marina playa del rey playa del rey and she lived in hollywood I yeah. mean, the chances, the chances of that, God. About, about zero, about zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, what were we talking about? We're, we're talking about music. Um, we're talking about music. Let's I, talk about you, music. You brought up, you brought up, uh, I asked you how uh, you got so into music and you talked about going to the first concert with your dad, which is, you know, I think, I think most uh, kids are introduced to music by their dads. I would imagine like for, for my sons, it was a, it was a big thing. It was a point of contention with my wife because I, I you you know i love pearl jam that's that's my my shit and yeah. i love my music we've been to loud. pearl jam together but what what problem does she have with music i can't no wait no, no 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 she doesn't have a problem with music i like my music loud and i wanted to condition my ah, children to this yeah contention so, with the volume yeah so when they were young i would we're talking like six months to a year i would as i'm putting them to sleep i would blare like loud music like in hindsight now as an older man I realized that was probably not the best move, but they really, it, I think it worked because my kids are way into music now. I've been to many concerts with my son, Keller. We have a great time doing it. I also bonded with my dad um, over music. It was, he, he turned me on to Motown, which led to a, a love of hip hop. Um, and, and it just went from there. Um, these puzzles that you've created, is it something that you can see like family sitting down and doing together? Uh, are they, are they too complex for children? Maybe. No, 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 uh, no, I don't think so at all. I, I, um, well, children, I mean, you know, like a, a father and son to sit down or are they going to be father and, son, father and son to sit down? I mean, not, not a three-year-old, of course, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think it would be great for kids. And I've had actually somebody tell me that they do do it with their family. So they can all kind of attack it at the same time. Another thing is there's a lot of crossover clues um, from just regular general interest crosswords. So the clues could be for just a normal, I'll call them crossword puzzlers. You know, there's a lot of crossover that they would enjoy there too. And a lot of the questions are, are easy. Of course, of course, if you're a music nerd, the, the book's an absolute must, but um, you can 100% be for, you know, your average fan. Yeah. All right. I'll, if I just open up this book and read a random clue, would you be able to, would you be able to get it? Like, is your knowledge that deep? Well, I mean, 
<laughs> that sounds yeah, like I, I, no. I, I, I wrote out. it. I wrote Let's it. So out. I think I don't think I'm going to impress anybody out there. But there's I mean, like I said, there's over three thousand. There's about thirty one hundred clues in the book. So I'm not going to remember every one by heart for sure. OK, so let's just try. One. I just open it up. Let's give it a let's shot. Say, uh, Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Twelve across. The clue is like R.E.M.'s happy people. That's shiny. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I don't even need to look that up. That's what? That's a major hit. Well, that's still pretty good. That's give me a give, two more, two more. All right. Let's see what we got. All right. Uh 43 across. 82 Alan's Parsons project. Ooh. Blank in the sky. Oh, that's eye in the sky. That's that's all. See, that to me, to me, that's easy. To me, that's I wouldn't have got easy. that. That doesn't you, seem super easy. You wouldn't have got an eye on the sky. All right, different puzzle. You've World's greatest you know, rock and roll band is the title of the puzzle. That's 53 a across puzzle. half full radio head song. That's, that's ah. the, the name of that song is Optimistic. Is that it? Is I'm that looking. Right yep, that's it. Optimistic. Well done. Well done, sir. Okay. So after, after now that you've published this book, you've been working on this for a long time. Um, what's next? What are you doing now? Uh, volume two is next. Also, I'm going <laughs> to- Right away? Be- You're not taking a break? No, no, I'm taking a break. I'm taking a break for sure. I would say, I would say volume two in about a year. I have, it's, I didn't so much as read a magazine article for the past year and a half. I mean, I was, I mean, there were 20 hour days in there. Um, It's, it's, it's a a mountain of work to have put this book out and I couldn't be more proud of myself. It's my my life's work. There is volume two. There'll be, I mean, I mean, just going back, like you got this idea when we were living together, like you started work, this started in like 2005. So you've been slowly building towards this for 15, 16 years now. It's been it's when you say it's your life's work, it, it really yeah, no, is. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it was when we were roommates. I don't think so. I think well, it was right shortly thereafter. It was shortly thereafter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did. Yeah, I started working on it about 15 years ago. So yep. here, here's a cool little easily digestible fact. It's so I would say in about another year's time, every single applicable song title, uh, album title, band member, Everything under the umbrella of the history of rock, going back to when it was first called rock and roll, I will have written and put into a database in crossword clue form. So you could think of anything like and when I say applicable, I mean, like, you know, there's a certain cutoff point that I gauge myself personally through different sets of criteria, like. Were they on a major label? Is is anybody on planet Earth besides the band themselves going to know the answer to this? so on and so forth. But all of that will be in crossword clue form. So I'll be able to pump these books out uh, a lot, a lot faster. I just need to take a break and do some other things with my life. Like, so you're saying uh, you got a bunch, you got a bunch of puzzles already on the back burner that you can throw into a book and, and put out there. If this does, oh, I have more ready to go. Oh, no, no. I, I, I mean, a bunch, I mean, besides these puzzles right here, I have, I have over 600 puzzles. Oh, good Lord. Already written. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've done it. Every- well, that's the thing. Like I, I, I went, I went through the book, like leaf through. I've not actually taken time and done it. I'm going to do it. Um, but I just remember living with you. Like you, you have, you have rock knowledge that far exceeds an average person. So there could be a danger in some of these clues that they're so out there that nobody knows besides Todd Santos. Yeah. But here's the thing about that. I make every single clue as easy as possible because I want people to have fun. 
And it is by no means, I would say something, maybe for a music geek, I call them easy, but I want to make them attainable. Okay. So my, uh, I have a, I have a friend who's a professional musician, you know, Ralph, Ralph, yeah. Ralph and uh, yeah, Nikki. He had, he had his five minutes with nine inch nails, right? Remember that? Well, you know what? I think, I think his solo career is a crash karma. Is it? Oh, they're great. They're great. Yeah, they're, they're a great show. So if you, if you ever see crash karma, go out and support my friend's band. How about that? Um, but yeah, they, they, they wrote back to me right when they got the book and they, they completed the first, the first puzzle on the first page, everything, but one answer granted they're musicians, you know, but I don't think, but you know, there's not too many clues that are geared just to musicians. In other words, like equipment, like drum equipment or something like that. It's all mostly for the cash. It's all mostly from a listener's perspective. And I try to make, I try to make the clues, um, the puzzles attainable because I want somebody to have fun. Yeah. You know? But I know this. Well, if I know one thing, I know Todd Santos is about fun. So I, I would imagine they're fun. <laughs> oh, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, yeah, I've definitely driven that one into the ground over the years. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think uh, for $14.88, if you know, uh, yeah, if, if you're, you got a kid who's a hardcore music geek or you got a mailman who's always whistling in tune when he walks by, I think it's a pretty good gift. It's certainly about 40 to 50 hours of entertainment. And um, and you'd be supporting me, and I'd really appreciate it. Who who was the most fun band you got to meet? Like for you personally, like what was the biggest thrill for you in the whole experience? Uh, it was before the experience, so it has to be Crossword. Because uh, I was going to say Brett Michaels, and and I met him with you. Uh, you tell the tell the Brett Michaels story. That's a that's a fun one. And I, a fun I'm one. in that story, so I enjoy it. <laughs> well, I was on this really, I think if, if they ever make a list, it'll be number one as the worst reality show of all time. Oh, come on. That's not true. It's, it is true. It's, 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 it's probably top 10. There's a lot of bad reality. <laughs> Dude, reality TV is terrible. And you terrible. were, you were a pioneer. Everybody listening. Todd TV not. came out, I think 2003. It was like, it was like when FX launched, it was like one of the shows they launched their network with it was a big deal and they didn't know shit about making reality tv at that time it was not a good show but that was not that was not on you and it, it, was, it was a big deal it was a big deal that you got your own show named after you todd tv you, you can people you, still is there anywhere you can like watch me wiping now? wiping the sweat away when i talk about that stupid show <laughs> at least i made money i made money which is fun um yeah. what, what was your question your last one right there no you were you were going to talk about brett michaels oh Best yeah yeah. So, so they um so so I, I was touted as a songwriter you know tr- struggling songwriter in the los angeles area you know and um and so somebody had the, the idea to reach out to brett michaels and have him be a, a um a cast member well yeah wait got to tell the premise of the show for, yeah, for well, it, it, was, it, was, it was build a better Todd. So everybody yes. at the end of it, at the end of every episode, somebody would, they would have a, a question where you could pick which direction Todd goes with his life, yes. which is a great concept. I'm not knocking the concept that actually you were like, me. you were like a real life Sim, like a Sim character. Like people could control you. you. Yeah. Exactly. Which is a great, and it came from Portugal. It was, a, it, was a, it was a show called master plan that came from Portugal. Of course we didn't think of it here, but um, so we took that concept and it's a great concept. It's just that all the decisions and and the, and the, the, what they wrote out for for questions for the audience were just so cringeworthy and like ew, just it just wasn't funny or fun. Yeah, but that's reality TV in general. It's, it was it's cringy. And so, anyways, they said, okay, should Todd go? You know, for that particular week, um, t- 
go dress up and start dressing up as like a rock star. It was like for a tire or does he have to start being more conservative and dressing like with a tie and stuff like that? Just silly stuff like that. But Brett Michaels came in and I was pretty blown away um, because he's he's a pretty big name. I mean, you could argue that you can argue that he might not have had too much else going on in his career at that exact time in 2004. Probably not. Probably not, but shortly thereafter, he made Rock of Love 1, Rock of Love 2. He's on a stadium tour right now, and God bless him because he's a, he's a really sweetheart. Uh, he's a nice guy. And so I remember be, being uh, in the parking lot of our apartment complex, and, and we, uh, we were listening to his unreleased album in his Mercedes, and he was jamming it, and we listened to the whole thing, and like, oh, my God, we're looking at each other like – right. hi, damn, Brett Michaels, we listened to his unreleased album in his Mercedes in our parking lot right now. Yep, and, drinking and, and, beers it was a good time. Yeah, and sure enough, he said like on the. Show, I mean, he had he had the bandana on and everything. Like he was full he, Brett Michaels. It's it, it's true. He does not. <laughs> he sleeps in the bandana. Yeah, this you know, whatever's going on is going on. But anyways, he uh, sure enough on the show, he's like, yeah, we're gonna bring Todd out on the road, blah blah blah. And I just think it's just something fun to say that he make him look cool and nice or whatever. A year later, I'm at the dog park with my dog. And his manager calls me. He's like, hey, Brett Michaels wants you to play on stage with him. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, we're going to fly you back to Massachusetts. Where are you from? That's my homeland, of course, Massachusetts. And we're going to uh, they're playing with Kiss. They're opening up for Kiss, which my very first life memory is me sticking out my tongue trying to be Gene Simmons. That's actually in the book. <laughs> That's in the book. But um, um, with uh, Art Alexakis, by the way, Art Alexakis of Everclear did the... Uh, did the forward and he mentions that in the forward because I told him that was my first memory and they fly me out there and we play uh nothing but a good time in front of like 18,000 people that's incredible yeah yeah and he, he followed you're through like, his word you're like everything. a make-a-wish kid you get the and, get the play with and here's, here's the poison exactly and here's the inside story because I started this whole I hope started this whole thing out saying how cool Brett Michaels is because he really is genuinely cool we were on his tour bus partying afterwards and you can imagine what the girls i I, sure. I, I, I wish i had this picture to show you right now you can imagine what the girls on the bus look like okay and there's even at that stage in the game 2007 even still that, yeah. yes very much so it looked like time had stopped for these girls because <laughs> they probably did some things to make time stop you know sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyways so we're we're out in this tour bus and there's probably 10 of them. And that's a lot for a tour bus. I mean, it's crowded and everything. And we keep on partying with Brett or whatever. And, I, and there was one point I go up to him and I go, Brett, hey, listen, man, nobody understands more than me if you got to get something done. You just you just give us the wink. And me, and my buddy, <laughs> you, and me and my buddy are out of here. Have at it, you know? And he goes, oh, no, no, no. You guys are cool. Don't worry about it. Fast forward like three hours later that we get to the we get to the edge of the parking lot where the bus driver says, you have to get out now because I'm about to get on the highway now. And your car is parked in this parking lot that I'm about to exit. Uh, you're, you're about to go on tour with them. We were about to, we, me and my buddy, we, we shook his hand and got off. We were the last ones there. It was just the bus driver and Brett pulling out and true to his word. He was like, no, you guys are cool. Stay. Let's party. We partied until the last inch we could. That's that's sweet. It's it, it's cool to know that Brett Michaels is is still doing Brett Michaels things in the year two thousand eight. Like he had to be he had to be close to fifty by then already. Yeah, right. He's, he's still, still he's still doing it. He's still like, doing it. It gives it. me hope. It gives me yeah, hope. I, I have a lot of I have a lot of stories about waiting for all the pictures. There's sixty five pictures in the book, and each and every one, no, 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 I would say over sixty of them are from me waiting backstage. In sometime, I live in Colorado, in sometimes zero degree weather 
for an hour or more to get these pitches with people. So all these pitchers are, they're coming from a, a fan's perspective and it's not, I'm not a big famous author that their, their publicist is getting back to me the next day via email. I'm, I very rarely get a response that yeah. way. So I usually have to hunt them down at shows. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's definitely a, a labor of love for sure. Like, it's labor you, of love. You couldn't put that much time into something that much effort if you didn't love it. Like there's just no way it would, you know, there's, there's no way you could put, put your foot down and do that much work. Yeah. I mean, it's the most work I've done in my life. And I've actually thought just, just as a joke, like I, I have a little bit of a mathematical mind and every once in a while I wonder, I wonder what the equivalent of my work and I, I did with, with hours and effort in four years of college, if you took that number, whatever that number is, I would say I've, this book is probably somewhere around 150 to 200 times the amount of work Good Lord. For, for, that I did in a four-year college for hours and effort. That's crazy. Well, I mean, you know, you know, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, I don't know if you know, but Malcolm Gladwell is a, a writer and he's made famous the expression of 10,000 hours. Like if you put 10,000 hours into any craft, I've heard that you'll, heard you'll that. become a master of it. That's that's Malcolm Gladwell, who for a decade, I thought was a black man by his name. He's not. He's a white guy. Very interesting tidbit. Malcolm I, Gladwell. I, I think um, that's fair to think that that name would have been a black man. Yeah, but 10,000 hours, I, you put in 10,000 hours that that. According to that, you're a master of this craft of crafting uh, these puzzles. Um, or you're so, hopeless. What's that? Or you're hopeless. Or you're hopeless. Either. Or. <laughs> um, but you're you're taking some time off for the next one, right? You're going on a. You told me you're going on a something of a walkabout in South America. Yeah, I'm going to go on a walkabout. I call it a walkabout just because I like the sound of it, and and it's not it's not a vacation. I don't think it's a, you know it's backpacking, but um, no, it's just I want to see the world, just like. A lot of people do, and I, I finally have the opportunity. Um, and yeah, I'm going to start in Central America and then cruise around South America. And it's a big continent, so I don't That's know how awesome. long. I don't know how long I'm going to be gone, but of course, you know, I can take my laptop and pump out as many books as I want. There'll there'll be rock and roll word search books coming out too. Um, those probably take me a week to write, as opposed to 15 years, but. Um, there'll be more rock and roll crosswords volumes coming out for sure. Well, the, the walkabout sounds awesome. And maybe while you're, while you're doing that and you're backpacking and you're under the stars, you can find out once and for all if, if aliens are real or not. Cause we've been talking about that between ourselves for a couple decades and now, and it's, now the government actually acknowledges that there are UFOs. So it, we're getting down to crunch time. So yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you can do some investigations while you're out there. I'll do the South American investigations. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it is funny because, I mean, we first met, we, uh, we were first roommates in 2003, 2002, 2000. Yeah. yeah and, and, and it's funny how far we've come with, yeah. you know, and I remember saying to myself back then, because it was kooky conspiracy theory then, but now it's the government yeah, it, acknowledges. Yes, there are UFOs. No, we don't know who makes them or how they work. But yeah, they're there. It's all that's the official statement. It's now. all like one spoon fed year and another spoon fed year. And yeah. then, you know, before you know it, you've eaten the whole thing, which 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 won't happen for obviously won't happen for a couple more years because they're they're not ready to. I mean, I are don't you, know. Are you familiar with uh, Lou Al Elizondo? Do you know that name? Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy who worked for the Pentagon. Right. He's going to be on the show like next. He's going to be on your show. Yeah. We're going to be talking aliens with Lou Elizondo. That's going to be a lot of fun. When's that? Next month after Thanksgiving. 
So how did you, okay, so this is from, from somebody who's always trying to meet and get in touch with rock stars. How did you get in touch with him? I, uh, and if you can't divulge your secrets publicly, that's fine. Yeah. I don't really want to share. So, you know, at this point, sometimes he didn't come to me. I went to him, but a lot of people now they, they email the show. That's how I get most of my people now is people reaching out to me. But in the beginning, when I was doing, it was mostly, you know, people, people who watch now it's a completely dis- different audience. Now this show in the past two years since COVID, the audience has completely changed because the show has completely changed. But the show used to be like parents calling in with parenting problems and me and my buddy would give dumb, funny answers. And then we started interviewing a lot of rock stars. So to get those rock stars, I had to pursue them hard. And I got the first, the first guy I got, I think was, I think it was, uh, oh, we got Mario Van, Van Peoples, not a rock star, but an actor. So that gave us a little credibility. Then we got Bob Schneider. And uh, you kind of lie your way into those first couple. And then, <laughs> and then you, after you get those first couple, that gives you credibility for the others. But we, I had to go after all them hard. But after getting enough of them, then they start coming to you. Right, right. And, and, yeah. and another thing, um, how I talked about how it took a year and a half to write my book. I got to admit that some of the ideas at the beginning of the year and a half, I, I didn't have my good ideas yet. For example, it struck me one day. Don't ask me why it didn't strike me before that. But one day it finally came to me. I'm like, God, I need, I need quotes for my book. And as you can see, I have, I have those. Uh, so there's 24 quotes on the front and the back from members of Pearl Jam, um, the Spin Doctors, uh, Living Color, John Oates, Holland Oates, members of Kiss and everybody. And I didn't, yeah. think about, I didn't think about that until halfway through. And so that's that. Yeah, it is painful in the beginning. But then, you know, the snowball starts coming down the hill a little with other people being a little yeah. more open, open to right. it. Right. Well, no, so, nobody wants to be the first. But then once, oh, this guy did it. OK, right. Exactly. So, so every email I sent out, I would have the list of quotes from the people like right there in the body of the email. Like, hey, if they did it, you can do it. So but it's funny because my my number one quote at the top of the book isn't by a musician at all. But it's that it's that it's that it's that important that I put it at the top of the book. You can see right here. Is this backwards when I show it to you? Or is it frontwards? It's frontwards. Is it okay? So a hundred percent music, rock on. That's Will Shorts. That's the New York Times crossword puzzle editor. So that is like, in essence, having Stephen King endorse your first horror novel. Right. I'm, I couldn't be happier about that. So that's uh, and he's a really, really nice guy. I so nice. And he, he's given me a bunch of uh, guidance. We've gotten to know each other pretty well over this, the course of me doing this book. And to the to the point that I bought him tickets for the darkness in New York City. And he sent me. A oh, picture. Yeah. yeah, he sent me a picture of the darkness rocking out behind him. I was like, oh, hell yeah, Will. the darkness. They, they had a they had a moment of of big time popularity and they, they kind of faded or so they're still doing their thing, huh? I mean, it all depends on how you look at it. It's, it's, you know, I saw him a couple of years ago, years after I believe in a thing called love hit the charts. Um, and it's, it, do you measure success by the charts? Yeah, you kind of do. But at the same time, is the rock and roll just as good as it was back then? You know, when you see a band, they're, they're, their latest album that sold 20,000 copies might be their, their masterpiece, you know? Right. Right. So that's, I mean, that's why I'm, I have Pandora. Well, there's, there's, there's success and, and by general society standards, success is determined by how much money you make or how popular you become or how big your house is. But then there's success of to a music lover or another artist, like, have you become a master of your craft? Right. It's exactly. kind of a different kind of thing. And I, I like, like I said earlier, a lot of those shows I go to are mid, mid-level shows. 
Um, I just like going to shows like that more so than the arena shows, but um, they're, they're, they're better. They're more fun. They're, they're, more, they're more intimate. They're better shows. No, exactly. no doubt about it. Exactly. It's like, it's like, I, I love now. I don't go to as many shows as I used to. I, I mean, I used to go at least once a month. I'd be going to a show is what I like to do as a, as a married man. I don't get to go as much, but right. when we get out now, we go to a lot of comedy shows. If you go to a comedy show in a club versus a comedy show in an arena, with with 20,000 people, it's, it's no comparison. Like the arena show is just, it's like fake. It's like, you feel, you feel the artist like doing his act. Whereas if you're in a comedy club, he's like interacting with you. Exactly. It's more interactive. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have interaction in in a comedy club in in a, in an arena. It's really difficult. I've, I've never been to an arena comedy show. I I would have no interest. I, I mean, I live in Colorado. They have comedy shows here and there at Red Rocks. You know, I just, open air and like outside is great for a concert, but like for a mm-hmm. comedy show, I just, right. I just don't know how it would translate. And I haven't really ever found that out, but um, most of the bands, Matt, that I listen to, uh, you know, some of them, some of them are on their own record label. They're not on a major label. I mean, which, well, you can do that now. You can do that now and still find success. Yeah. Which we could talk about for hours, a whole nother conversation. Um, but a lot of these people, like, you know, success was measured by being on a major label. It's like mm-hmm. being in the NHL or whatever's underneath. I know the farm team is baseball. What's what's the level on the NHL? Do you know? NHL? No. Yeah. What's the level? If you were not in the NHL, you'd be in the what? I don't know. Uh, okay. I, but baseball, baseball is Major League Baseball and then it's the farm team or AAA, right? right. Yes. AAA, okay. double A, single A. Yeah. Yeah. God really doubled down on music. I like, I really don't know anything <laughs> about sports at all. And it's to the point that I didn't even know that the state I was living in won the Stanley cup until like six months later this past year, I saw the program in a seven 11. I was like, the avalanche won the Stanley cup this past year. <laughs> did I go on vacation? What did I, I was right here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you, you have your thing. Your thing is your thing. You don't have to be into all the things. It's a, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, no, I think just uh, a lot of the music, if people want to discover new music, find you got to start somewhere so you know ask maybe a music geek friend of yours but then a lot of it's spider webs out if you yeah. go to um pandora premium like i said i have they'll, they'll get each band they'll have six recommendations yeah that's the best oh. that's the best oh. thing like spotify too you just you pick a song you like and you you you, you can pick radio based on this song and it'll give you 20 songs that i don't know i don't know how those algorithms work but it, it usually hits like if you like a song and you pick the thing you get more songs you like Exactly. And a lot of time it's an artist you never heard from. It's, right, it's, right. it's fun. And then, I enjoy I, that. then I'll, I'll always download but that. You talk album. about, you talk about success. Um, like I, re- I think the first guy who like what the weekend, he, he didn't have a major label and he released on Spotify and he got like billions of downloads. And now he's one of the biggest performers in the world. So it can happen that way. Also, I've never heard his music, but I know exactly who he is. Um, and I did not know that was the way he got discovered. I mean, I have, I don't have enough time in the day to listen to everything I want to listen to just by the bands I know now, because I know that there's side projects that some of the members have done that I haven't gotten around to. I haven't even got to, let me give you an example. Okay. Um, Van Morrison. I mean, Van Morrison's one of my all time favorites. Um, and he probably has 600 songs on, you know, on uh, Pandora. I can't really? get into that. Yeah. I mean, some of my favorite, favorite, favorite people. He has 600 songs? At least 300. At least 300. Oh, my God. How long do you think Van Morrison came out last week? That's, that's, well, I mean, that's super prolific. I mean, if you if we're talking albums, one of my favorite songs is 30 albums, 30 albums of 10 songs. That's okay. I, I, okay. I saw Richie Kotzen the other day, a couple months ago, actually, in Denver. And 
Richie is a he is a genius. If you've ever seen a genius, Richie Kotzen, his his big claim to fame was he was poised. He replaced C.C. Deville in Poison. Um, I just lost the video. He's still there. Hold on. All right, there you are. Um, that's how he got famous. Hold on. Let, let, let me do Van Morrison here. Let's, how many how many songs do you really think Van Morrison has on Pandora? I have no idea. You said three hundred. That blows see, my let's mind. Eight hundred and seventy-six. Oh, I mean that that's got to be like half of that has to be like live performances yeah, yeah there's a lot of regurgitated songs with alternate yeah. takes and, and well and yeah okay so like pearl jam they recorded every concert and released it for i don't know how many years so if, if you if you do it that way that that kind of makes sense yeah, the, biggest about, pearl, the biggest pearl jam is fan is probably not going to listen to all of those but the point i'm making is, is there's not enough time in the day for people i already like never mind the new the new people i discover every week i just discovered this band called the schizophonics recently and they are one of the greatest rock and roll bands I've ever heard on first listen right then and there. And it's like, oh, God, now I have all these suggestions for this band. Like, and how many how many followers does a band like that have? I've never heard of them. You just heard of them. You're calling them one of the greatest. Like how many followers, followers. on? They, what, what am I supposed to check right now? Well, like on Spotify, they, it shows you how many people are following a certain band. Okay, the Schizophonics. Yeah, they do have followers. Okay, Schizophonics. Don't blame me for not being able to spell Schizophonics <laughs> on the first <laughs> Is it spell? Is it like schizophrenic? Hold on one second. Not that. Not that important. We're we're looking up in post. Um, how about you? Like you've recorded some. I you know you you know I love the songs that you've you've written and recorded. You've got some good shit. Why have you never put it on Spotify? Why is Todd Santos music not on Spotify? Okay, Schizophonics have eleven thousand followers on Facebook. I would call that small time because I'm yeah. trying to see them at the Casbah down in down in. You've been to the Casbah, right? Yeah. That's one of my favorite venues in the world. I mean, that's a special trip down to San Diego just to just to walk into the cast. I love that. Sure. Um, they're playing in the uh, schizophrenics. Anyways, uh, what was your question? I'm sorry. I said, why? Why are your recorded songs not on Spotify? What's holding that up? I never put them on. I mean, can you just throw them up there? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you should. The, I'm too, too busy the, writing the, crosswords. Yeah, but you, you've got some great songs. I mean, legitimately great songs, enjoyable to hear. People would love them. You know, put you know why? Put them you, up, see what happens. You know why I haven't worried about it too much, Matt? Because they're all on, uh, they're all on SoundCloud. Okay, but nobody goes to SoundCloud. Nobody gives a fuck about SoundCloud. I, Who's listening to music on SoundCloud? I don't listen to music. On nope, nobody does. <laughs> SoundCloud is is a hub where artists like. This show gets published on SoundCloud so that it goes to iTunes and Spotify and all the other places automatically. But nobody goes to SoundCloud to watch the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You I should put, hey, you should think about it. You should do it. People people would enjoy Spotify, it. Spotify, huh? Okay. All right. Yeah. I got to, as I told you before we started, I got to go coach my kids' basketball games. Do it. Thank you for having me. Tell um, people one more time where they can get the book. And, uh, Rock and Roll Crossword, Rock and Roll Crosswords, Volume 1. It is on Amazon. There is a color version for $18.88, a black and white version for $14.88. And any of those friends that you used to buy CDs for, for their birthday or Christmas, you can now buy this book because they're not buying CDs anymore. And that's that exact same price point. Um, but it is, in my humble, humble, humble opinion, the greatest music trivia book that's ever been written. I've spent 15 years making sure of that. And I know you're going to have fun doing it. Thank you right. for having me, Matt. I really appreciate where, it. And are you on social media anywhere where people can follow you if they want? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock and roll crosswords on Instagram. I would have never thought to say that. No. Rock and roll crosswords on Instagram and rock and roll crosswords on Facebook. Right on. All right, Todd. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Have a, have a good walkabout. It. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.